Welcome to another episode of Sunpacks Podcast. My name is Pokela Lebea. Let's join my colleague Chris Patton in the Kruger National Park as he finds himself stuck in the middle of a braiding head of elephants that were crossing quite a traffic jam. The encounter takes place on one of the gravel roads in the park between the Tawa and Olifant's rest camps. The road is wide enough for vehicles traveling in opposite directions to pass, to pass each other, but the vegetation is dense Mopani woodlands which forms a wall of vegetation on both sides, meaning it is impossible to be aware of wildlife in advance until they are out in the road. This can put visitors in potentially hazardous situations. The key is to remain calm at all times and be as vigilant as possible. After we put together Chris's series of descriptions of the elephant behavior, other vehicles trying to pass, and some commentary on the surrounding vegetation, we will read through some of the danger signs to look for when encountering elephants on the drive drives in the park. Okay, so I stumbled into a breeding herd of elephant. So I've been marooned in the same spot for at least 10 minutes. Not the only one on the other side of... The herd are two cars wanting to come past to head down towards Olifant, so I'm trying to get to Lataba. I'm in the middle of the herd, so I've got elephants behind me. I'm not too faced about them because they've kind of moved a little way off the road, but there's a couple of um, youngsters with the group ahead of me, and the mothers and aunties are not too happy and uh, refusing to give way so I don't know how long we're going to be here for um, I'm not sure at the stage if they're heading towards the river which is on my right or have been to the river and coming back it looks like they're pretty dry so I don't think they've been at the water yet so hopefully they're going to start moving through the trees towards the river um, I see the one car, looks like a Mercedes, is giving up the ghost and reversing. Um, the other car, which looks like a silver Toyota, is it was here before I was, and uh, yeah, it stayed put. Um, I've turned the engine off because they're not being too aggressive. I'm probably about 50 meters from them, uh, but I needed to get into shade and. Uh, if I'd left the engine running, it would have started um, whirring as it overheated, so I felt it best to turn off. But if they do come a little closer to me, I might have to change that decision. Now, um, <laughs> both cars opposite me are reversing at quite a pace because uh, Big Mama has walked into the road and is walking down the road towards them with a couple of teenagers in close attendance. I don't know where those two little youngsters have gone. They seem to have gone deeper into the bush. Um, <laughs> but it's a real roadblock of note at the moment. You've got three elephants walking side by side uh, away from me towards those other two cars, which have uh, beat a hasty retreat. Um, yeah. Another five minutes have gone past. Still waiting. The eddies are just browsing on the trees at the side of the road, curling their trunks and plucking leaves and branches off the Mapani trees. Uh, Mapani trees, if you don't know them, are the most characteristic tree of the northern parts of Kruger, anything north of the Olifant River. You get into Mapani woodland or Mapani shrubland, depending on the, 
on the soil type. Um, I hear there's a car coming up behind me that probably thinks it can get past, but hopefully it's going to see the problem and slow down. So not to agitate the elephants at all. Um, hasn't seen them yet or hasn't slowed down yet. Um, there they go. Oh, they've seen the eddies and they've <laughs> pulled over. Yeah, they're now, <laughs> now they're starting to reverse. Car combi from the Eastern Cape, Volkswagen combi, full of the whole family. I see Granny in the back. And, uh, yeah, they, discretion is the better part of valor. So, uh, yeah, they're in direct sunlight at the moment, so I'd advise them to find a shady spot and switch off. But maybe they're too scared to do that. I see my friends on the far side are now turning around and uh, looking to drive the other way. Oh, and no, the Volkswagen Combi is deciding to go on. We could have an incident or the elephants could choose to give way. And the Mercedes, which I thought had reversed, has now decided to go for it. It's going, it's going past. And the one elephant sort of wobbled a bit as it went past, as if it was thinking of charging, but nah, not too aggressive. Now the combi goes past. In fact, the elephant is backtracking at the moment. Mercedes <laughs> gone past at quite a pace. Um, but the original silver Toyota hasn't had the courage yet. The combi's made it through. And uh, here comes the silver Toyota. And it's made it through too. So that just leaves me. Elephants have ambled slightly off the road, so they're not in the road anymore. Oh, just my luck. As soon as I say that, the one big one, and one of the youngsters, they all they wave to me as they went past. I wonder how long they've been waiting, because they were there when I arrived. Um, uh, one of the teenagers and uh, one of the youngsters have just crossed the road in the direction of the river, but the big mama is out in the road again, so... I have to sit a little bit longer. Ten minutes have passed. The teenager who I was quite close to has just ambled across the road, but now there's another fairly large auntie on my right. There's trees in between me and her, so unless she really wants to, she's not going to get to me, but that big mama is still a little bit further up the road, probably about 30 meters ahead of me now. One way to tell the difference between a male and female elephant without seeing their genitalia is to look at their foreheads. And the females have quite a sharp angled forehead. It goes flat on top and then there's a sharp angle, um, obtuse angle, uh, probably about 140 degrees um, down towards the trunk, whereas the males have a rounded um, forehead. Ooh, there's a very young one that moves through the trees with this one, auntie. So 
this is not a good situation. The um, the big mama in the road has a curious set of tusks. Uh, the one goes out horizontally from the ground, and the other bends straight down. And so the tusks, which usually come through fairly symmetrically, are at very different angles. Um, quite unusual that. I'm sure you can hear the shaking of the trees from this um, auntie that's on my right. And now she's stopped. Come on, Mama. I need to go. He's just plucking those branches from the trees. And uh, they'll do that. They'll feed all day. They consume a huge amount of fodder every day. Um, hmm. Don't really know what I can do to hurry up the situation. And with this little youngster on my right, I've got to show extreme caution still. Still waiting. She really is a big mama. Stand one, two, three, four meters tall at least, and uh, six meters long, I would guess, five maybe, and uh, tough hide is wrinkled and scarred from many years of action. She's got these huge feet that swell at the base, and the little legs don't look strong enough to hold an elephant that fires up, right. And here comes another car coming from the other direction. That little youngster is making a dash for it across the road, heading away from the river. Mama turns round and heads protectively in the direction of the oncoming car. Um, looks like one of those off-road Kia's, Kia Sportage or something like that. And. Uh, yeah, she's just ambling down just to let the car know who's boss. Um, edging along behind her, I'm hoping that she's going to go into a clearing that is coming up on the left, following after the Yankstone, and following her off the road. She's now off the road, but only just walking in the direction of the Kia on the far side and um, now she's stopping for another feed it's not a mapani tree this time it's something with smaller leaves mapani trees have butterfly like leaves that are quite large um, and because it's winter time they are a beautiful russet colour um, they're not completely deciduous because they're don't universally use lose all their leaves at one time and have um, just bare uh, bark, but they um, do have bright green leaves in summertime and in wintertime they turn that beautiful russet red. Um, so yeah, it's quite an impressive sight seeing the woodland that colour. Kia is showing quite a lot of discretion and um, I was edging forward
maybe not showing discretion, maybe trying to usher Big Mama off the road. Big Mama is turning around and I'm reversing at a hurry. And it wasn't actually a Kia, it was another Toyota, but one of those sort of 4x4 models. And uh, they've made it safely past. They're a lot bigger than my car. And uh, I'm not as brave, or maybe I know what elephants can be like a bit more than some members of the public do. Yeah, uh, she's just standing there, pretty close to her at the moment, 10 meters or so away. She's not showing any signs of aggression, but I just can't safely edge past her knowing that. I won't be in trouble. Still waiting, and so is she. She's just resting her trunk on the ground. It's longer than her legs, and the tip of it, which is like a thumb and forefinger, is what she grasps things with, picks up sticks, stones, sucks up water, um, Oh, and that little baby's emerged again. They were walking away from me, but right next to the road. And uh, there's a whole lot of supporting cost at the moment. I'm right in the middle of, of the herd. Hmm. Another member of the herd emerged from the undergrowth right next to me within about a meter from the car. It was quite a hairy moment. And as I speak, Big Mama is still in the road, the little calf at her side, and one, two, three, four, five other members of the herd also in the road. I'm not going anywhere quickly. Hmm. Or more come seven, eight, nine. There's a little whirlwind, a little dust cloud swirling like a mini tornado um, between me and them at the moment, picking up leaves and debris that's loose enough to become airborne. <laughs> and now the whole herd is in the road. Well, not the whole herd, but a large number of them, at least 10 animals, maybe more, 15. And there's more still in the undergrowth. It's a big herd. More babies, more teenagers, but they're walking with purpose now. They're collecting mm, probably at least 20 animals. They're um, still covered in dust and they stopped right in the middle of the road real traffic jam and um, yeah, hopefully this means they're deciding to go somewhere down to the river perhaps but uh, yeah, I'm not going anywhere I took one of the cul-de-sacs down to the river to um, see if there was anything there and hoping that the herd would have made its way off in my absence, uh, there were more elephants, some large bulls down near the river, 
um, but at a much safer distance. Um, and I've come back up to the road now, and the herd is still packed tight, all standing within a couple of meters from each other at most, and they're still there. So, don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'm just going to have to find a bit of shade, turn the engine off, and have a bit of a sleep. Okay, it's been about an hour since I first came across them and they're no longer in the road in front of me. I'm hoping they've made their way into the bush towards the river and I can get safely around the bend. I'm probably only about um, two or three k's, kilometers from Latoba camp itself. Can't see them at the moment, but they may be around the corner. Um, yeah, let's go see. Spoke too soon. They're round the corner, and uh, there's no way I'm going past at the moment. Twenty large and small elephants is not something to be tangled with. Okay, the good news is the herd has made its way off the road into the undergrowth on the riverside of the road. Oh dear, no, there are still some on my left. But the bulk of the herd is, looks like it's heading down towards the river. I hope they're not waiting to ambush me again. And there's no more shade, so I'm going to reverse a little bit. Just to keep myself out of the hot sun. Even though it's winter time, I think sun. It's still very warm. It says 25 degrees on my um, car's dashboard. 25 degrees centigrade for those of you who work in Fahrenheit. Um, but yeah, the bulk of the herd is now off the road. The path is almost clear. Although I do see a couple of stragglers, so I've got a flyer buzzing around in my mouth. Um, a couple of stragglers still making their way the left hand side of the road across the road towards the river but they're moving with purpose now instead of ambling along and I think our moment is almost upon me come on a way to have an hour of your life taken away from you. Good job. I didn't have any urgent appointments today. Ooh, not the last one. Looks like a young male, a teenage male, just turns around defiantly, shakes his head, as if to say, don't mess with me, and then he follows the rest of the herd. And what a wonderful experience Chris even if it did delay you all the time listeners should know that Chris remained calm at all times of course he is benefiting from years of experience but as a, as a further guide to listeners here is my colleague Hotato going through first the code of conduct around ethical game viewing 
and then giving a detailed description of some of the signs to look for with elephant behavior. Approach all animals with caution, respecting their personal space. Personal space will vary from species to species and brief account of what to look for with each will follow. Put the vehicle in first gear. Keep the revolution down and ask your passengers to assist you by keeping the noise levels down. Once the animals show any signs of becoming uncomfortable whilst being approached immediately, switch the vehicle off and ask passengers to be quiet. Carry on approaching slowly once the animal is relaxed. Only if the animals appear comfortable should you and your passengers take photos or videos. Keep your engine off. Be aware though that constant movement and noise can make the animals move from favorable position deeper into the bush or force them to leave an area completely. Leave animals in the same fashion as on approach allowing other vehicles and visitors the same opportunities as what you have had. Here are some tips or signs to look out for regarding elephants' behavior. Elephants shaking their heads, flapping their ears, lifting their tails horizontally, trumpeting and smashing and tossing vegetation are warning you. Not taking heed of these warnings will result in the matriarch or senior cars putting their heads down flattening the trunk, folding their ears in and charging. You need to get out of the situation as quickly as safely as possible. Diffusing the situation before the serious charge takes place includes moving the vehicle to a safe distance and explaining to your passengers what remedial actions you took and why it would not be safe to view the animals close up. Approaching elephants could also be judged on the following three principles. Elephants communicate with over 100 subsonic sounds, which means it is below 18 heads, inaudible to the human ear. That is, the decibels, however, are between 110 and 120 and can be compared to the drilling of a jackhammer. If a breeding herd is feeding calmly while you are approaching, they have already accepted your presence. Identify the matriarch from a distance. The next step is to check the condition of her ears. If she has perfectly rounded ears for an animal that has been moving through the dense vegetation for plus or minus 45 years, it indicates that it is calm, confident animal. Tatty ears full of holes means that the cow chases other elephants and all other species without regard for her own well-being. The last contributing factor to determine whether it will be possible to approach a herd of animals is the condition of the tusks. Symmetrical tusks again point to a calm animal, whereas an animal with broken tusks or no tusk at all could indicate an animal that does not hold back in fighting or gets frustrated when pushing trees over. This points to an animal that cannot control its strength or temperament. Approach includes focusing on the matriarch or biggest bull and constantly reading their body language. If the lead animal is relaxed, the rest of the herd will be, as they depend on them for guidance. Switch your vehicle off to eliminate the noise factor once you are comfortable with your positioning. Stop at a distance that is safe for the animals and your passengers. If the animals approach you as they are feeding, you have been accepted as no threat.
it is imperative to talk to your passengers through the experience as the sheer size of the adult will intimidate most safari goers. If one considered the points I've just highlighted to start up the vehicle when a herd is approaching or around you could cause a reaction. So the best action is to keep the vehicle off and static and softly talk to your companions. This can be one of the most rewarding experiences if managed properly. Situation can change very quickly so be vigilant and constantly read the herd.